1: Welcome to this Comic Book Nation bonus episode where we are talking about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, the final film in the much-debated DCEU franchise. Welcome to this bonus episode of Comic Book Nation. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and my co-host is with me, Mr. Connor Casey. How you doing? What up? And uh, we just got to walk out of a 3D IMAX screening of James Wan's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. And we're here to break down what the film was all about and also talk about this crazy ride that has been the DCEU. Uh, yeah, for background, if you guys are just getting into this because of this Aquaman episode... Uh, I've been doing this since I started over kind of in the early days of ScreenRant.com where one of our biggest kind of breaks in content writing was about the launch of the DCEU. So this goes back for me in some very personal ways and in a weird way after the theater cleared out. I was just sitting there last night just thinking about, you know, how everything that's happened since... This franchise began to where it's ending and what's about to happen next. So you know we're talking about that at the end. Uh, Me and Connor are going to get into that. But first, we got to deal with the film that we actually saw, which is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So... This is the Aquaman sequel. The first one came out in 2018 in the before four times, before the true true. The long,
0: long ago, yes.
1: Yeah, it was a very different time. And Jason Momoa was this unlikely Aquaman cast by Zack Snyder. And it was kind of, we all didn't know how this film was going to go. And then it just blew up and became a billion dollar, like, box office winner in a way I still may never understand But actually, I feel like I understand more ironically after seeing Aquaman 2. So let's just jump into this or dive into it. Rather, Uh, Aquaman 2 is just a kind of I think I told the publicist when I came out of this movie, I said, if I had walked out of this movie in 2007, I'd be amazed. It would have been amazing, right? Like. But it's not 2007. It's actually 2023. And I was far less amazed. Um, First up, I don't know why we did this in 3D. I have no clue. And they've clearly filmed this like 3D, but it's not like James Cameron 3D. It's the 3D from what you remember from the mid to late 2000s, right? Before Avatar came and put it all on Smash or people were trying to get or back into the early 2010s where people were just filming like, is this more like my bloody Valentine 3D? You know what I mean? With like shots that are just straight up or Final Destination 3D movies, like where the shots were just so silly and designed clearly for 3D. Um, The story of the movie is, it's kind of pretty basic. It's almost like a weird episode of TV. Uh, You know, Black Man is back for revenge. He's got an all-powerful Atlantean weapon. I don't think the movie really gets any deeper than that about it. (laughs) Like, it's just that. And uh, he's coming after Aquaman. He needs the royal bloodline. So he needs somebody that Aquaman or Aquaman cares about to kind of unleash bad guy, glowing bad guy evil. So, like I said, it's very much a 2000 superhero movie. And it's kind of I mean, this should really, in my opinion, be called Aquaman. We did it for the check because it feels Mm -hmm. like everybody from top to bottom. Just came back and did this for a check. It's also another, and you know, I guess this is the proud, infamous legacy of the DCEU. It just feels like this movie was just kind of like hacked to bits through studio notes and edits and reshoots and things. It does not feel like some of these shots. It almost, it's not as bad as that kind of second Fantastic Four, you know, the reboot movie where yeah, oh like no, nothing's that bad nothing that bad, but there are definite shots from the armor he's wearing to things where you're just like, yeah, you got him in here in a CGI suit and threw some armor on him one day. Whereas in other ones, it looks like a full whole costume, right? Like it's a whole ass costume and it looks good. So it's kind of a weird downgrade because I went back and watched the first one and as goofy as it is, it is a big superhero epic movie. There's depth to it. No pun intended. Like the levels of what happens when he finds Nicole Kidman again and all that and like making, you know, how he settles things with his brother in like in the midst of all the CGI epic Atlantean madness. There is a actual story about a person searching for his identity and, and all of that. The musics was good and like all the soundtrack. This just feels like a B movie sequel in pretty much every way. But I feel like I could go on Connor. Even if you're gonna be saying the same thing, I know I know you're gonna cook with some intensity that people love. So uh, why don't you tell me because I don't mean to you know tell stories out of school, but you were gone on the theater before the like I think the credits were just starting to roll, and you were like, "I'm out." <laughs> and so how are you feeling about this movie? I'm curious. So it, there's
0: no vitriol for this one like there is for the flash. I, I would say the fact that it's it's passable given what we know about the production and the behind the scenes of what all went on. The fact that it's okay, I think is commendable in its own right. And James Wan should be applauded for that because this thing was supposed to come out a year ago. It's the last of the orphaned four films that all came out after the DCU announcement. Um, it somehow got tied into the Amber heard Johnny Depp scandal. Remember that uh, article that came out a couple of months ago? The stories about test screenings being unwatchable, a lot of rumors on reshoots and not just your standard production stuff. So and when you watch the movie, there's so much ADR, so many montages, a lot of usage of flashbacks that I don't think any other DC EU movie really relies on. It feels like five movies kind of stitched to, into one, but when it's good, it's actually kind of fun. When it's when it's Jason Momoa being the giant man-child in the body of Roman Reigns and Patrick Wilson being the straight man in a lethal weapon kind of buddy cop movie underwater, it's actually kind of fun. They go to an undersea like, nightclub at
1: one point, and I'm you like, are wait, a second, describing... wait, wait wait second, this our producer Peter is pointing out and we got to put this on the table because I said this when James Wan was describing this movie in a tweet we are really just describing thor the dark world right now. That's, Kinda, that's, yeah, that's what
0: we're although, describing. Although, Let's
1: just put it out. there. I Mal- mean
0: nothing's as bad as Malekith in this movie. Like at, at least Manta is trying to do something. Like there's I, I, I to this day <laughs> I'm still like why do I care about Malekith at all? I don't. At least with Manta, it was like, hey, we're pulling back from the last movie. We're we're making this feel like an actual sequel where it's playing off of the events of the first movie. Whereas with Thor, the Dark World, it's "Eh, uh, here's Thor again. Have fun. We'll toss in Loki as a as a freebie for you. But yeah, when this is when it's working, it's okay. I, I feel like there's a version of this movie that could have been interesting, but it's stitched together with three other versions of the movie that aren't. And we can get into like, hey, Amber Heard sure is in this for about six lines and is uh, stone facing her way through the whole thing. Why is Nicole Kidman in this thing for all of three minutes? I thought we rescued her in the last movie. Uh, We spend a whole lot of time with him just sitting around with the baby for the first 20 minutes. Like it it, when it's it it starts cooking after the first 30 minutes and then just kind of simmers. It never gets any hotter than that.
1: That's a good description. And yeah, let's start peeling back on this. Okay. When I said this was put together with like studio notes and stuff, I think that's what I was trying to dig into. There is so much of the outside world that I feel like invades this movie. From the pandemic stuff to the DCU kind of announcement, like to just politics and stuff like i remember jason momoa talking about this movie and him writing the script first and i know that it it, there was a version of this in the beginning that was much more about that kind of global unity environmental message that's clearly in here and then like but you could see where they were like yeah this is getting a little too serious and preachy maybe we should you know get it because there was a couple times like i saw even people in our theater and we are in uh we are in Nashville, so like I saw a couple people in our theater when they were like, "This is going to be a global cri- like a, a a global crisis is imminent." And some people were like, "Maybe,"
0: and I was like, "Oh boy." Well, <laughs> like when it goes like, "Hey, uh, you're melting the ice caps," and he and Manta just turns and goes, "I'm not doing anything we weren't already doing. I just sped up the process." And it's like, "Oh, we're going there." Okay,
1: yeah. So like, there is that movies in here. There's, like, obviously a deeper DC movie about, like, you know, everything that is going on with this Atlantean history that they kind of then just gloss over with the King's brother, which is supposed to be an obvious parallel, like, to, That scene
0: is so obviously was originally shot to be just a regular scene in the movie, and then they just say, uh, have Patrick Wilson do a voiceover and we'll cut it into an abridged version.
1: Yeah, right? And just so they just basically, the Marvels did, like, yeah. We are like, oh, we're going to do this epic history, uh, maybe. Um. So yeah, that's all in there. And then there's obviously a family story with Aquaman, which they completely had to gut. Because I think I counted, there is, I think, two scenes of him physically making contact with Amber Heard. And one of them is like, like you said, it's a flash montage at the end where they're just like snuggling with their baby together and their cheeks touch. And I think there's one of those in like the beginning. And those yep. are the only two scenes. And otherwise, I was like in this movie, like, are, is this baby like dealing with divorced parents? Like even there's even a line where he says, you know, when all that is like he's talking about the pressures of the world. and He's like, but when it all like comes, all that matters is me and my little guy. I'm like, what about your wife, bro? Like, that just seems like an obvious you're talking like with what a divorced guy would say. And Jason Momoa has been through some real life stuff, yeah. like off screen. And I don't know, like, there is a weird kind of like wife Chemistry, can love, connection, omission in this movie, it's like non-existent. There is nothing between him and Hera. It's awkward. Well, and it's it's just as
0: awkward when you realize she was a big part of the first movie. So for her oh, to yeah. have like six lines in this, it just comes off as bizarre. It's like why didn't you write her off or why didn't you kill her off in a scene? You know, they they kind of they write themselves an out when oh, yeah. she gets taken out and then she's just gone for half the movie. I'm like, oh, you're gonna be gone for the whole thing. And then she inexplicably shows up for the third act. And I'm like, y'all y'all, had a way to avoid this. But now we got to yep. talk about it again.
1: Well, they didn't want to kill her off because that would look like retaliation. It'd get it, Like I said, there's so much socio-political stuff and economic stuff just surrounding this movie that it feels like it just strangled it. And it feels like it strangled it to the point where, like, by the end, and it's already becoming... There are two memes quickly becoming popular from this movie. The first one is the ending right where you and I just looked at each other and we like, did did that just happen to us? Like what just happened? Like yeah. where Jason Momoa basically steals the, I am Iron Man ending from Robert Downey Jr. But for Aquaman, but it just looks like it's, it literally looks like he just did not give an F at the end and was like, checks over. This is done. Like, Hey, I'm Aquaman. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. out. Like, and he clearly does not give an F after that. Like it's over for him in his eyes. You can see it. And so like, Yeah, that's already becoming a meme. But the other one, before I forget, because I will forget, is Manta's line like, "Aquaman, you married your brother's girl? Shame on you!" (laughs) (laughs) Like people are just like cinema. Like, yeah, oh man. But But you know, it's
0: you talk about memes, but I just think there's nothing offensive enough about this movie for me to think people will be remembering this in a year or two. Like we, people still talk about the flash and how it's just visual vomit there for a few scenes. There's nothing like that in this. It's just another one of these.
1: I don't know, Connor. I feel like there's going to be some stuff in this that comes out because I think you like Momo, but I think Momo is so weird in this movie. I feel like he really does not care. I feel like he just, like I said, the first film when he sees like Nicole, kidman on that beach and he realizes like that's his mom and like that moment like you get emotional and he was like actually doing good acting in that movie Mm -hmm. this is just him drinking guinness with tamara morrison for like half the movie like and he literally does not care i feel like in this film there's not one moment of it where i'm like jason momoa brings a dramatic power except when he's freaking out, like, don't you touch my son, and don't you touch my wife! Like, those are the only things, and they seem so corny in the moment. Like, it, it is... He phoned... I mean, he clearly phoned this in. He clearly... I think when they started hacking up the movie, he was just like, whatever. Because, I mean, in public, he's not been subtle about this. He's like, whatever, I already got that check. And he's like, all right, playing Lobo! Moving on. So, like, he clearly... Does not care all that much. But, I mean, I don't want to beat up on it too much because, like you said, there are cool things. Like, I did like James Wan's version of Atlantis and that world that he built out in the first film. Mm -hmm. I actually really kind of enjoy it. So I enjoyed seeing, like, Crab Guy come back in it, right? And even Dolph Lundgren lumbering around in that goofy-looking armor, which was also weird because he never mentions his daughter or any kind of, like, connection to her except scooping her up at the end, which is weird. Um, I liked, I liked the classic cause I grew up watching super friends and there's a lot of those Easter eggs in this movie, like the Manta sub and the sonic weapon and all that. Those are the Aquaman tapes I used to watch as a kid over and over, like literally. So they're in the steampunk kind of design of those machines that is silver age Aquaman to a T. And so I thought all the production design once again was good and kind of that. I didn't like the soundtrack as much, but, um, yeah, some of the visuals were, were very uneven. Some of them were beautiful, but the ones that were reshot, you could really tell they were reshoots. And so, yeah. But um, also, Yaya abdul you know, I think you could give this man anything, no matter how weird or cheesy. He could be painted blue with his dong hanging out in Watchmen, and he's still, like, really compelling with what he does. So, yeah. I, I liked that they gave him more depth. Again, no pun intended in this. And... It, though it was weird to see him like i was glad that there was that randall park character there to kind of anchor things and kind of like what when he showed up i was like you traitor because he
0: he does so much over in marvel
1: <laughs> yeah i know i was like also but also again i was like what point did you come on to this film <laughs> also yeah. like were you here in the beginning because i wasn't confident you were here in the beginning I feel like they were like, ooh, this is, we need another guy to move this along or like move along the Manta side and give it something to do. And they were just like, here's good. Cause he can be funny. He could be a little dramatic and like, he's reliable, man. That's why you get him. And he, and he held down his parts, you know? So I, I don't know. I feel like
0: I really liked how they built up Manta through the first movie. And at the end, you're like, oh, this is going to be a problem in the sequel. And it, this guy's got a legitimate gripe and stuff's gonna get violent and i feel like they undercut him a little bit by saying oh once he gets the black trident he's basically possessed by this other guy who you're only gonna see in one montage and the moment he actually shows up spoilers gets one-shotted yeah (laughs) yeah when you
1: put i mean when you put it like that it is because i mean they did kind of short him because he was a compelling villain with like a lot of levels and they, again, they go back to it in this very cheesy way, but like there was a story here of Aquaman learning some lessons about like fatherhood and sons and him now having to deal with like what he did. Cause I did like that Mantic made him accountable for that first scene in the sub when he just leaves a man to die and he's just like, let the sea, you know, find you mercy. And he's, he's an asshole. And so, like, now that he's a dad, there was kind of a way to bring that full circle in a powerful story about him. Then you know when he finally does extend mercy to Manta and be like, "Yeah, I, that, you know I was wrong for that." Um, But again, it's like you said, it's lost somewhere in those other five movies that we're dealing with. Yeah. So yeah, the Amber Heard thing, I am never going to get over that. Like, yeah, uh, studios are wild, so, man. The like, fact that is- we know Elon Musk
0: called and threw a hissy fit about it. Tells me that they added in scenes to keep her in this thing and it's like I don't want anything to do with that idiot. So I kind of hate that his fingerprints somehow made their way
1: into this movie. Yeah, oh good lord. Yeah, it, it it is such a weird thing and and to take like the mother role out of like a thing where like it's about a baby too, like it's such a weird dodge that they're doing here. But, you know, we'll... hey, at least Patrick
0: Wilson gets to have fun. Here's the dork from the Conjuring movies getting to put on the super suit and have some action scenes. I, I did get a kick out of that.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I like the thing on the beach when he's crawling and then he gets like instant Captain America when the ocean waves wash over him. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, Patrick Wilson has been, I think, like, What they did was smart. They did something like take a risk on somebody like Momoa, but, like, everybody they got around him, like, from Nicole Kidman to Tamara Morrison to Patrick Wilson, like, they were... These people, like, bolster this stuff. And William Defoe in the first film, like, these people, like, kind of bolster things. And so, like, yeah, Patrick Wilson, I mean, I mean, he stepped in, and you would never expect him to step in and Tom Hiddleston in it, but he definitely pulled out the kind of like straight stiff guy charisma to kind of make a great foil to like what Momoa was doing with a very seemingly permanently drunk Aquaman in this, you know, uh, producer Peter's got an interesting take about, uh, about
0: Guinness and how that makes that that puts those first couple scenes in a new light.
1: Yeah. Those cans are not great. Like I, I've spent a, a lot of years uh, experimenting with different types of Guinness when I lived in New York and, Trying to when they were trying to figure out better ways to transport it. Yeah, those cans are not great. Yeah, it's a weird one to pick for your nightly and, and to keep it in the can and not just pour it out of the cup into a cup real quick, like you know. But hey, you gotta pay for these movies somehow, right? Like, what do you have? Just a refrigerator full of sponsorship and baby formula. And so, there and you yeah, go. it's
0: not subtle. Like they make sure the can is turned. Yeah. So oh you yeah. The harp every time.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's not subtle at all. So yeah, so I mean. So, I mean, does you think that Aquaman, because we already popped off with our DCEU rankings this year because none of us were going to wait for Aquaman 2 to do it. Does this change yours in any kind of crazy way, Connor? No, it, it
0: doesn't touch the ones that I genuinely like. Um, it's, But it's not, a like I said, it's not offensive. Like It's not the Flash. Like, this didn't make me angry. It made me bored and then entertained and then just kind of meh. So I'm in gonna that say sense, it's like I can't, I can't hate this the way I hate Flash. I know this, like if people do their rankings for this year, I don't blame you if Shazam Two is below this.
1: Oh, was um, Shazam Two this year? Oh yeah, my Shazam god, it a long year. Yeah, so like there's this has been four DC Black movies. Black Adam, where okay. it puts
0: me to sleep. But it's obvious, obviously, it's not the Suicide Squad where I'm entertained from start to finish. So if we redid the rankings, this would wind up somewhere in the middle.
1: Okay, so I forgot Shazam 2 was out this year. All right, so first of all, I did fall asleep at a portion of this, so I missed the scene. Did they do the scene where – oh, I also went to the bathroom at a certain point. They did do the scene where he knocks the bridge down by running into it? Was yes, that in they here? did that one. And then they, okay.
0: they actually call back to that later, where they're yeah. like, oh, it's a metaphor. Yeah, but your metaphor just saved the world.
1: Yeah, no, I just – I saw it at the end, and I was like, wait, did they do the one in the beginning? And I forgot. I went to the bathroom, so yeah. – It could have missed that one, but I did not off for a second in this movie and I heard myself snoring. So then I woke up because some of it was just in the middle was kind of yeah, but um, all right. If I had to rank it, I forgot about Shazam 2. So no, Shazam 2 is still at the bottom. So my rankings for this year actually go for DC movies would be Blue Beetle, Flash, this and then Shazam 2. I think you would flip this and, and Flash probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. All right. So let's talk about the DCEU. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like whatever I thought about this movie when it was over, like I just had to, it was kind of a mind screw. Like I was just sitting there thinking about how much of my life was and career was wrapped up writing about (laughs) the days when it looked like the DCEU was going to be headed up by Chris Nolan and Zack Snyder sharing like the architect building could you imagine if that had happened and by the way this is a thing that's now happening on the internet now that aquaman 2 is out everybody it's finally kind of like over it's like you had a very sick relative for a very long time and they finally passed away and you're sad but there's also this weird feeling of peace because now it's like over over mm-hmm. and like i feel like that's happening to a lot of dc fans right now and like so everybody's just on socials just like Just talking about, you know, variant universe where we could have gotten the things that we once thought we were getting. Like, could you imagine if this whole like universe had been a Nolan Snyder universe and if they had actually come together over projects and found like a perfect union for like visuals and storytelling and stuff like that? I mean, it would have
0: affected a lot of careers, but then we're not getting a lot of those Nolan movies. And No, that's true. christian bale is probably sticking around as batman so we don't get pattinson you know it's the the domino effect is considerable
1: yeah man i mean this this needs to be butterfly effect four if they haven't done that already like dceu but like yeah man the batman ben affleck's batman movie what if we have gotten that full justice league trilogy and like yeah crazy like, what if it had all held up? What would these well, when solo you say? Movies it like have that, made? I feel
0: in some way we dodged bullets because I don't want to know what a, <laughs> what a Batman movie would have done to Ben Affleck's mental health. Because that poor guy, after, after BVS, was like, Get me out of here, please.
1: Oh, yeah, no, he was in a bad place. Yeah, that's definitely true. But I feel like if, but do you remember the days when like we were going to get where he was going to star in right and Direct it like after the town and and stuff had been Argo had been popping off like mm-hmm. that would have been kind of crazy and if it was like a Deathstroke versus Batman movie like that would have been like a hard boiled Deathstroke kind of Batman noir movie like that would have been crazy like Batman just trying to for once dodge like this master assassin who's just kind of taking apart his life and figuring out who he is and stuff like that'd have been nuts man that'd have been crazy
0: oh hey you know i got my the the batmobile from the batman over here so that if that doesn't show my fandom at all i don't know what will because i i enjoyed the hell out of that one and i'm glad we have that one and i'm glad we're going in that direction
1: oh no so, i'm not mad at the batman at all like in uh, some ways
0: know. i'm not dancing on the grave of the dceu but i'm kind of glad we're going in a different direction
1: yes we do we've we've heard your story you are not a snyder bro by by any in stretch no way and i'm I'm still
0: debating whether or not I'm going to let you make me watch Rebel Moon.
1: Hey, you got to do your goddamn job. You got to go and watch this. So you, by the time we, this comes out, you need to have seen Rebel Moon because you got to talk about it comparatively to the DCEU stuff. And uh, yeah, we need, uh, we need non, otherwise they'll call us bias. You got to represent for the non Snyder bros and keep it mm. honest. So yeah, man, it's been a weird run. I know we always are negative because it's easy to do, but uh, why don't you just drop in And yes. We've heard about you taking your family to see BVS and all that. You guys still watching comic book movies, your family's weirdos. But, like, let's do something positive. Let's just talk about a positive DCEU memory that you can, you can muster.
0: The Suicide Squad was genuinely excellent, and it came out at a time when, Lord knows, the world needed something good. So... I, I still love James Gunn for that,
1: okay. okay. He went gunverse. Uh, mine will be would be kind of the first time I saw Wonder Woman's No Man's Land scene. I've already talked about it. I was, you know, great. I was lucky enough to be one of the first few invited through the door of the Edit Bay. Patty Jenkins when she was working in London, and I got to go over there for a comic book and be one of the first to see anything from Wonder Woman. And I saw a couple key scenes. And the final sequence I saw was the no man's land scene. And I was just like, wow, I knew that that was going to be a moment where all the negativity of the EU before that was going to stop and have to kind of take a pause because this was going to be something that really, really struck a chord with like mainstream movie viewers. And I wasn't wrong about that. And uh, that was very validating. And producer Peter dropped his, and he said, the Peacemaker intro, best DCEU thing ever. Um, the Peacemaker dance at the intro was was very good. So, I mean, nobody's going to really argue with that there. And that whole series was really good and arguably is still my favorite extension of these kind of superhero movie universes onto the small screen would be pretty much Peacemaker so well and, yeah and that's that's kind of why I'm not
0: mourning the death of the DCEU because my favorite stuff from it is sticking around in a way like Gun, I don't know if anything from the Suicide Squad is going to continue beyond Peacemaker season two but we are getting that Waller series so yeah his little pocket of it is sticking around and that was my favorite
1: yeah I mean there is some good yeah there are gonna be some good holdovers but uh I think it'll just be for me and, and people like me. Like There was just this weird, always going to be this case of what if, like what if we had gotten like a complete version of Snyder's things on whatever format or however we got them like two movies. What if we had gotten the original suicide squad? We saw David Ayer making that awesome comic con trailer. Like there's always going to be this weird unsettled feeling of kind of being, I don't know, not cheated, but just like, it never feeling quite clean. Warner brothers kind of feels made to feel kind of dirty throughout the whole thing. And I really am hoping that like with the DCEU or the DCU, we just get a fresh, clean start creatively wise. And that gun and company are allowed to just do whatever they're going to do, whatever swing they're going to take without like a nuts ass studio coming in and just like messing with it and, and screwing everything up. So Here's to 2024. Here's to the launch of Creature Commandos late next year, which will kick off the DCU. And uh, hopefully this Superman legacy movie will be the start of something we can all come back and enjoy because at this point, like the heydays of the nineties or the late two thousands of being able to just unabashedly love DC movies and celebrate them with bunches of people. It feels like another life and feels like another life. I would like to, uh, get back to so here's hoping here we go all right uh connor casey you got you have any final thoughts about aquaman and the lost kingdom or the dceu and its legacy as far
0: as aquaman goes you know there's a lot of movies that come out uh this week because it's christmas i would say go see wonka if you got the family because it's whimsical and funny if you want the serious drama go see The Iron Claw. I haven't seen Ferrari yet. I I, 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 I did. feel like a buzz Go see The off Iron the, Claw. Uh, go see Iron Claw. Yeah cuz it yeah. feels like the bloom is off the rose from the uh the um awards, not the awards, the uh the film festival hype that one had kind of generated. It feels like the bloom is off that rose. Uh so go see those two. If you really want to see Aquaman, you're not going to hate it. It's just not going to you're not going to remember it in a week.
1: Yeah, good. It's, it's matinee viewing for sure. If you're if you're looking for something on like post Christmas afternoon, it's matinee viewing. You're safe with that. Uh, I am deep in screening season, so I've been seeing tons of movies. If you're more of a cinephile, well, we'll talk about that on the regular show. What am I doing? That's a good time to plug Comic Book Nation. We are a whole growing universe of podcasts. This week alone. If you have not been subscribing to us, you should on your favorite podcast platforms and our YouTube page. We have dropped the poll list, our weekly comic book focused show where we talk about the big releases and comics and storylines and uh, break it all down for you every week. We have just launched Riptide Radio, our Percy Jackson and the Olympians after show. Disney has dropped the new Percy Jackson series on Disney+. Plus. And uh, our, our boy Liam is out there and covering everything about it on Riptide Radio every week. He's talking to the show creators, the actors. Kid's been deep in the Percy Jackson world, and he has exciting things for all you Olympians out there. We will have our regular live show on Friday. Please do tune in live, comment with us, joke with us, do everything. But we have two more bonus episodes this week the one you're listening to right now for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, plus our spoilers discussion of Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. So if you are sad that the DCEU is ending, weirdly, you're going to have another week of more Snyder stuff too. So we'll be talking Rebel Moon and full spoilers. So that's everything going on this week on Comic Book Nation. Be sure to tune in for it all. I'm Kofi Outlaw. We are out of here. Peace.
0: Later.